going to, okay? Um, Pull out his backhand, goes behind, looks to wrap it around. The goalie has now lost his stick. Wah looks up, taps it back to Donov in the middle. He shoots, he scores! Jubilation! Vegas in overtime! Wah sets up to Donov. Knights five, Blackhawks four. Incredible comeback win for Vegas. Daddy had a breakaway. Art imitates life. I look like the crazy father, just like they said. <laughs> I look like crazy father, just like they said about Richard Williams. Um, but love will make you do crazy things. You just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. <laughs> the Golden Knights. Won a big game on Saturday. Come back to beat the Chicago Blackhawks. Keep their playoff hopes alive. So here's your updated playoff standings going into Monday in the Pacific, where the top three are guaranteed a playoff spot. Calgary, 88 points running away with it. LA has 81 points. They've played 67 games. Edmonton has 77 points. They've played 66 games. And the Golden Knights have 76 points. Just one back of Edmonton. But... The Oilers have two more games to play. Do you believe the Golden Knights can make up that one-point difference with Edmonton despite having two less games to play? The way Daddy's playing, I think so. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if Daddy wasn't playing like this, I might uh, have some doubts. But the way he's playing and that, how, how well he's leading this team, I think they might be able to do it. Also, Edmonton gave up 66 goals the other night to Calgary, so <laughs> I don't know what the hell's happening there. Only nine. Only nine. They didn't get to ten. They didn't get. The, they wanted to get to ten. Pittsburgh scored eleven yesterday, on um, the Red Wings. Okay, they put up All eleven, right. and I think um, was it Dom, Dom Lachision? I think it was tweeted that it's the first time in the salary cap era that a team has scored eleven goals, and that's two thousand three is the salary cap era. So the Penguins embarrassed them yesterday. All right, so that's the Pacific, the wild card standings right now. St. Louis, 79 points, Vegas, 76, Dallas, 75. Technically, the Golden Knights have more points than Dallas for the number two wildcard spot. The problem, though, is that both St. Louis and Dallas have four games in hand on the Golden Knights, which is a substantial number. So right now, they're ahead of Dallas, but Dallas has four more games, and it's hard like, to me, that one, I I can't imagine that one happening. See, I think their best shot, and you, you and I both agreed on this, is to get the third spot yeah. in the Pacific and play the Kings in the first round. I have a hard time believing they're going to be able to hold off Dallas with a one-point margin right now and four when games Dallas has four yeah. extras. Like, that's a right. big number when we're talking about, uh, what are we, 14 games left for the Golden Knights, right? That, to me, is a too big of a gap in right. terms of games played. Whereas Edmonton, granted, there's still two games that the Oilers have over the Golden Knights, but the Vegas only has to make up the one point there. Like, I think that's their path is getting into the three seed. And also the important part of that is if you get the three seed in the Pacific, you open with the LA Kings. Right. If you get the last wild card You open spot, with Colorado. You open with Colorado. Waste of eight days. As Daryl Sutter said, waste of eight days, which... I don't, I'm not so sure about that. If they bring no? everyone back, I don't. I think back to last year, and I don't. I'm not saying they'd win the series, but they're not getting swept by Colorado if they bring everyone. But they're not bringing everybody back. back. That's not happening. 
don't think everyone's back. Like, well, who are we talking about? We're talking about Pat Shreddy, Stone, Riley Smith, um, Robin McNabb. Leonard, Braden McNabb. They, there's just no way. There's no way all of those guys are just, oh, yeah, we're good to go for the playoffs. I don't know. I think they bring most of them back. I think this is a, well, let's say it, okay. they're taking advantage of the rule. If they bring all, well, here's the thing. Only two guys are on long-term IR. Stone. And now Riley Smith. And now Riley Smith. The rest of the guys are just on IR. Right, so don't, the rest you, think the guys don't can, you think they're coming back? No. No. And when they do, somebody else is going to get hurt. Brett Howden almost like had his career end because he went head first into the boards in the last game. Even if they can bring everybody back, somebody else is getting hurt before the season ends. This team's cursed this year. The entire team's hurt. I just there's ten there's ten people in the media core with the bad bad ankles and knees. <laughs> See these guys limping around. Poor Dave, because poor Dave Shane was on crutches last week. He, wait, what happened to Dave? Something to put him on crutches. Oh, he's Jesus. off. He was off him. He was off him the other Ed's day. Ed's a really good coworker. <laughs> <laughs> I said, are you doing okay? Can we, you know, carry the bag or whatever? But, uh, yeah. Um, so it's even infected guys, the oh, media. Oh, DeBoer, I wasn't there that day. <laughs> but I guess DeBoer, when Dave Shane walked in on the crutches, DeBoer goes, that's it. We're done. <laughs> like, he goes, if you guys are going down, it's just completely all over. That's it. <laughs> They're cursed. I'm telling you. It's over. For I can't imagine they bring everyone back. But. So, all right, let's play the hypothetical really quick. If they bring everyone back and they lose to Colorado, everyone has to be fired. Everyone meaning? The coach, the GM, and the fake GM. <laughs> I'll let you guys figure out which one's the fake GM. Everyone has oh. to be fired. If they bring, if everyone is back GMK and healthy, is the fake. if everyone back is healthy for the playoffs, and I don't, even if they're playing Colorado, if everyone is back and healthy for the first game of the playoffs and they lose, that's a Stanley Cup contender that they thought they put together that's actually playing in the first round of the playoffs. And if they lose, that's not I good think, enough. I think Dave Shane was right this morning in that someone somewhere will convince Foley, even if they bring guys back, well, you know, he'd been on LTIR, he'd been on IR, we brought him back, you know, he couldn't get ready enough or he wasn't, you know, the... You know, he wasn't in condition out, but his injury was okay. That they would convince Foley that the, like you just said, it was a cursed season. They had all these injuries. Uh, next year, everyone will be healthy. And here we go. I think someone would convince him that. I'm not saying it's right because you and I have talked about this. Because I would, and I've said this before, I would absolutely look to management before I look to Pete DeBoer. If I'm trying to get rid of someone, I would always look to management first in the team. No one's ever really done that. Now, again, they've been really good. So I don't know if there had been a reason to look at management before, but they put this team together. So I would look at management before I'd look at Pete DeBoer if I'm getting rid of Pete. On the injury excuse, I'm perfectly fine with the injury excuse if they go into the first game of the playoffs and Mark Stone is out and Robin Leonard is out and Braden McNabb is out, right? If we're talking about like five key guys, four key guys that are out for the first round of the playoffs, they lose to the Kings, they lose to Colorado, whoever it is, fine. Yeah, absolutely. Like they've, it's been a brutal season for injuries. That's a fine excuse. But if you're telling me if they get everybody back, in the hypothetical where this team is healthy, where Mark Stone is we back, have the Robin lines Lenders you always thought you'd have, and they lose in the first round of the playoffs. I don't care who it's to; they all have to be fired because that's the team they put together expecting to win the Stanley Cup. And if you lose in the first round of the playoffs, when you have a roster that should be winning the Stanley Cup, and also in that hypothetical, 
They're doing what the Lightning did last year, and they're over the salary cap. Sure. That's a team that's even better than what they thought they were putting together on paper because it's over the cap. If they lose in the first round with everybody healthy, they should the head coach and the front office should all be fired. But you know that won't happen. Are we sure? Yeah. He wouldn't fire everybody. I I don't think he would. I just I I don't knowing Foley, I don't think he would do that. I think someone would convince him that they gave it their best shot. All these guys had been hurt. They tried to bring him back. It didn't work out. They lost to the best team in Colorado. I think he'd be explained away on a lot of it. I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong. I'm just saying I think he would not do that. I don't think he would clean house. I think he he might clean some. Yeah. But talk about cleaning house between the, the real GM, fake GM, and the coach. I don't know if that would happen. All right. Something else I wanted to yell about here. Uh, this is from Sportsnet in Canada. They reported over the weekend that the NHL is not going to punish the Ottawa Senators. There's not going to be any sort of fine or taking away draft picks due to the Evgeny Dodonov trade confusion. I don't understand how. We don't have the actual... You could even discipline them on stupidity. Right. So, again, the NHL has not been transparent about how the hell this happened. No. About and nor how, will they be. How did the NHL approve an illegal trade? Right. Nor right? will they be. They have not been transparent about it. They should be. They should come out and tell us, listen, this was an illegal trade. We approved it. And the reason we did is so Ottawa screwed up. was because of blank. Whatever right. that blank reasoning is, they screwed it up. The reporting has led us all to believe that Ottawa screwed it up. Right. That somewhere along the line, Ottawa did not give the NHL either the right no trade list or they just simply did not give the NHL the no trade list when Evgeny Dodonov was traded and also didn't give it to the Golden Knights or gave them the wrong list. One of the two. If that's the case, the Ottawa Senators should be punished. Like they should be fined as an organization or a draft pick taken away, whatever it is. Because either intentionally it's malicious or unintentionally it's stupidity. And either way made the entire league look dumb. The entire NHL looked dumb because they approved what was an illegal trade and then had to go back like 48 hours later and void it. And Evgeny Dodonov had to just sit in his house not knowing what team he played for for 48 hours because the Senators screwed up. how You're are right. they not punished? Even if it was an oversight, even if it was an overlook, that you, that's inexcusable. Right. You're, you're a professional NHL team. You should have these rules down pat. I uh, will go back to what you said last week, and we were talking about this at the rink the other day. Um, the fact that there's no database is just absolutely insane. Like, in 2022, with technology the way it is, you don't have a database of who's on these lists, and it's just like on some cardboard box written out. I mean, it's just... It's ridiculous that there's not a database that you can just click a number or, you know, you can put in a team, hit return, and there's their no trades. Yeah, I was... Give me the binder. For, with, with, no, the D binder. Yes, exactly. The when daddy binder. Elliot Friedman reported this, and I, I read it in his story, and he was like, there's no central database for no trade list. I had to, I had to read it again because like that, I read that wrong. That cannot be right. There's right. no way... It was NHL down or something, does right? Not, yeah, right. They just, like, the computer went down, and that's why the trade queue was 24 or 32 trades deep or whatever. Like, there's no way the NHL doesn't have a central database of players' no-trade list. There's no way well, they just rely on the teams to be like, yep, yeah, uh, oh, we're trading him? Oh, yeah, here's his no-trade list. There's no way that's real, and apparently it it's is. real, and that's the biggest problem here. And that's 
That's that's the most obvious fix, the most obvious change in the world for next season is that any player that has a no trade list, you have to submit. I mean, what this is a league. No trade list. This is a league where, yes, it's the trade deadline. It just struck noon. We've got sixty six trades in the queue. We'll let you know about it in three days. <laughs> I mean, it's just the the the, the trades in the queue, and now we're going to let you know about it in three days. Who went through and who didn't? Has there, oh man? Not in recent memory. Has there been a more unorganized or disorganized league for a trade deadline? No. I I mean, I, I knew in the past when, you know, when we first got the Golden Knights in the town and we started learning more and more about hockey and the trade deadline and all that because we weren't really, you know, in tune completely with that, without a team. I remember, you know, a few years, okay, the trade went through. We think it went through, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes later. This year, it was amazing. We have 30, 30 trades hours. in the queue. It's like that... How, how is that possible? Kelly McCrimmon had his trade deadline press conference scheduled for two and a half hours after the trade deadline. Right. And they had to delay it because I think a few hours. Yeah. It wasn't until it was supposed to be at two 30. Didn't go till four something. Didn't start till four something. I think because the NHL had 32 trades, they hadn't approved yet. And then they approved a trade that should have never yes. been approved. And then they approved one that was illegal and shouldn't have been done in the first place. An, a, like even if the Dodonov trade never happens, it still would have been a bad look for the Golden Knights, or not the Golden Knights, for the NHL during the trade deadline because it took them four yeah, hours four to approve, hours to approve trade. the trade. When you, it's the trade deadline, you know trades are coming. Yes, this isn't a surprise. It's not a surprise that there's 32 trades at the trade deadline. You're aware that you set this deadline. Like it's unbelievable to me. All right, coming up next, the United States. We're almost there. We're almost into the World Cup. Bischoff's briefs. Speaking as an extremely clever person, I feel a bit personally attacked by the concept of an evil genius. Anti-intellectualism is rife in the world today, encouraged no small amount by a media concerned that their advertisers claims that their breakfast cereal induces hallucinogenic bliss in woodland creatures might not hold up to rigorous academic study. Bischoff's briefs. Well, let's see how far your f- street smarts and common sense get you when you need someone to figure out how to turn a city-sized clod of oceanic waste plastic into drinkable water and hospital-grade insulin. Bischoff's briefs. Just because I'm smarter than everyone else doesn't mean I look down on people. Someone has to make my sandwiches. Just because I can envision a vastly more efficient society with myself as absolute dictator doesn't mean I want to go to that amount of trouble. Just because I ordered the installation of an oubliette in my basement doesn't mean I have sinister intentions for it. Bischoff's briefs. So stop asking questions and get your jackhammer out. The United States beat Panama 5-1 in the second-to-last World Cup qualifying game yesterday. Some fun facts for you. First off, Christian Pulisic scored the second-ever hat-trick by an American in World Cup qualifying. Pulisic has not been great in World Cup qualifying. Um, He's had a couple of moments, but the United States has had a lot of guys that have played better than him throughout qualifying, but last night he delivered, scored three goals. Two of them were penalties, and then he had probably the prettiest goal of World Cup qualifying for the United States. He was good last night. Also, fun fact for you, uh, Anibal Godoy, who plays for Panama, he gave away two penalties last night for the same exact foul. (laughs) Twice on free kicks, he just hit an American in the face in the box. Twice. Will, Will Smith? Did they, pretty much, yes. He Will Smith, two Americans on two different free kicks, and the United States got a penalty out of both of them. I, It's very rare to see the same guy give away two penalties in a game, 
but even more so for the same exact thing where he's just hitting guys in the face in the box. And he did it twice. It was terrific. Um, Two lineup decisions that went well for Greg Berhalter last night. He started Paul Areola at right wing. Now, Paul Areola, it's interesting because he's not the first or second option at right wing for the United States. Tim Weah and Gio Reyna are the top two guys there. But Tim Weah missed the game yesterday because of yellow card accumulation. And Gio Reyna didn't start but came off the bench in the second half. I'm guessing there's a level of Gio Reyna is... uh, been back from injury for just a couple of weeks now, so there might be a level of don't want to play him for 90 minutes, but Paul Ariola plays in the game, and he scores a goal, and that's what has been great about the United States and why you should be optimistic about the United States. Their third option at right wing is a really good MLS player. The first two options are kids that are like 20 years old that are off, that are really good in Europe. Their third best right winger is a good MLS player. Right, No longer is their best player at right wing uh, a good MLS player. He's their third best option. And when he plays, he scores a goal in one of their most important games of this World Cup qualifying uh, windows. So that's a terrific time for the United States to know that, okay, if things go poorly and you have injuries and you've got to go to your third option, well, it's still a really good MLS player and he still produces. Paul Ehrlich had a pretty good U.S. career. The other interesting lineup decision is the position that I've been telling you for a couple of months now is the biggest question mark for the United States. Who their center forward is. Jesus Ferreira started last night. He scored a goal. Um, That's probably the biggest question mark for the United States. If you look through each sort of position, the United States has great wingers, great depth. They've got great midfielders, great depth there. They've got solid center backs and, and okay depth. Their left and right back options are okay. Not great, but okay. They don't really have an answer for who their center forward is going to be. Ricardo Pepe had a really good uh, window back in, what was that, November, where he scored a few goals. Pepe, yep. But Ricardo Pepe hasn't even scored for his Nash- for his uh, club team in like two months or something crazy like that. Jesus Ferreira plays for Dallas in Major League Soccer. He's been solid when playing for the U.S., but nothing amazing. Like, that's the biggest question mark. There's guys that didn't even get called up into the roster for these three games that could end up on the world cup team, depending on how the next few months go like Daryl DK and Josh Sargent, but that's the biggest hole. And that's probably the biggest issue for the United States and them actually winning games at the world cup is who's going to be the center forward. Who's actually going to score these goals. Now the big picture of the United States, they have not officially qualified for the world cup. They're guaranteed to finish at least fourth though. Fourth place in CONCACAF would go to a one-game playoff with either New Zealand or the Solomon Islands for a World Cup spot. Whoever it is will be heavily favored in that game if it happens. Top three go directly to the World Cup, which is what you want to happen. You don't want to play that one-game playoff. But here's what has to happen. For the United States to qualify for the World Cup, they can beat Costa Rica on Wednesday. They can draw with Costa Rica on Wednesday. Or they can even lose to Costa Rica on Wednesday as long as it's by five goals or less. If so they go to the World Cup. <laughs> they go into Costa Rica and lose 5 nothing. they're still going okay. to the World Cup. So as long as it's Cup. not 6 nothing. Okay. they're going to the World Cup. And the good news is, is Costa Rica can't score any goals. Costa Rica has not scored more than two goals in any World Cup qualifier in this window. So, in the World Cup. 99.99999, yeah. as many nines as you want to put on there, All right. that they are going to the World Cup. But I do want to ask you this. Do you, either of you believe in jinxes? No, no, okay. no, no. So after no. last night's game, the players went over to like, thank the fans say, you know, thank you. They had two big banners. One of them said, thank you fans. 
The other one said qualified 2022 World Cup. I believe in it if you didn't just tell me what has to happen against Costa Rica <laughs> because now they're in the World Cup because they're not giving up six goals and losing 6-0. So I don't think that that's a jinx. Okay. They they had a big Park banner the bus. that said qualified, <laughs> and they're not actually qualified yet. I, I enjoy that. I don't believe in jinx. If they either. did that and they had to beat Mexico by a certain amount of goals, and I'd like, yeah, yep, might nope, be, they're done. that might yes. be a jinx. If they were going to Costa Rica, even if they just had to win in Costa Rica. Yeah. No. That'd be a jinx, but they don't. They just have to lose by five goals or less, and the United States is going to the World Cup. Very exciting. Are we going to carry those games, Jared? You're a part of management around here. How do I make that happen? Uh, you have to get Westwood One to have a some sort have the like broadcast rights to the U.S. World Cup, and for us to somehow get in trouble and be like, yeah, we'll run them. <laughs> We're not going to, we wouldn't run them. We wouldn't run U.S. soccer in the World Cup. I mean, we might, but it's where they, they might playing be playing. At, they might be playing at 2 a.m. Yeah. Surely we can play the 2 a.m. Yeah. game. Oh, I'm, if they're playing at 2 a.m., I'll sign us up. <laughs> we need to, we need to. Do There'll these. just be a meeting with our, with the management above me. There's like, yeah, I signed us up for that like three months ago. Yes. Uh, to, I, I believe the time slots for the World Cup are 2 a.m., 5 a.m., 8 a.m., and 11 a.m. Oh, my gosh. You guys could actually do a show. If it's 8 a.m., you guys could do a show at a bar. I'd be like, oh. I will not be doing a show if they are playing in a World Cup game. <laughs> okay, Ed and you will be at a table, and Ed and I will do a show. <laughs> I will not be near either one of you if they are playing a World Cup game. You guys can do the show. Uh, but 2, 5, and 8. Uh, I look forward to waking up at 2 a.m. for World Cup games. Now, oh, by the way, that's the other fun part of this. Um, so when they do the World Cup draw, which is on Friday, by the way, um, we'll find out what group everybody will be in. Right. The way they do it is there's four pots, pot one, two, three, and four. And when they draw groups, they draw one team from each pot so that it's sort of the groups are more balanced or whatever than a random draw. The United States right now is in pot two, which is pretty good. Uh, we can get to pot one. It is possible for us to get to pot one, which would make our group a lot easier in theory. The way we do, we have to beat Panama or excuse me, beat Costa Rica. Mexico has to draw against, uh, El Salvador on Wednesday. El Salvador is not very good. Um, and the Netherlands and Germany have to draw in a friendly on Wednesday and North Macedonia has to beat Portugal on okay, Wednesday. So much like the <laughs> Americans are in the World Cup, they're never getting to pot one. It's possible, though. There are four games. Zero, and if they go if our way. It's 99.9 on the other side. It's 0.11111. If they go our way, we'd be in pot one. And that'd be yeah, great. That's not happening. But we're going to be in pot right. two, most likely. Yeah. And if we're in pot two, we're cheering for on Friday to get drawn into Qatar's group. Because the host nation is always in pot one, regardless of how good they are. So right. Qatar is in pot one. Whoever gets drawn into their group is going to have a much easier group than getting drawn into Argentina or getting right. drawn into another team. Which, by the way, would be a nightmare to get drawn into Argentina or Brazil. Because then that would almost guarantee that we get a European team out of pot three. And pot three European teams are like probably better than us they're really good so if we get drawn with argentina brazil we're probably in the group of death is the most likely thing so qatar would well getting into pot one would be the best option it's not happening qatar would be the second best option and then a european team would be the third best option okay. for us so 
if we if we get drawn into Brazil or Argentina, it's probably not going to be. It's good. not going to be good. Yeah, would probably be a nightmare. So Friday we find out what group we're going two, to. Two, two thirty, five thirty, eight thirty, eleven thirty. No thirties, just two five, two, five eight, eight, eleven are the time. I, I believe those are the time windows, Pacific time for the World Cup games. What about five? What about it? You gonna be late? He's not gonna be here. Well, five. If it's five, I'll do the show. Yeah, yeah I, might, I might miss the first thirty minutes. Why can't you just do it from clean feet? You still watch. Oh, I'll the do game. it from. That's a good point. I'll do it from home. Yeah, you just do clean let's, feet. Uh, let's just go ahead and say let's maybe avoid clean feet for a little bit, <laughs> if we can. We're gonna be using it Thursday. I don't know how long you think we're avoiding clean feet. Thursday gives me enough time to do some stuff. On the back end to try to get clean feed fixed. All right, coming up next, hopefully Jared has clean feed fixed. There was a small electrical fire that was in a speaker, and so they were concerned, obviously, that the speaker, it's one of the reasons why the PA system was shut down for a time being. They were concerned, that obviously, that it could fall. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. Uh, That sound was from the Pacers and Raptors game. They had a 70-minute delay because a speaker caught on fire in the arena in uh, Toronto. And they evacuated the building, and the players left the floor. 70 minutes later, though, they came back out and finished the game. Um, here's a question for you. There was still four minutes and five seconds left in the second quarter. They had not made it to halftime, but the Raptors were up 66 to 38. Should they have just called the game there a Raptors win? No. Oh, they went on to win no. by 40. No. <laughs> I don't think, I think they would have gotten into more trouble doing that. I think they've gotten more trouble doing that and people. No, I don't think so. I think you play the game out in that 70 minutes. I liked that they said, this is this is hilarious, when they started off with, we want you to leave in an orderly fashion. And, you know, at that point, you're you're screaming and running for the exits because you don't know what's yes. happening. It's like, there is no danger to any of them. I'm asking, I'm asking myself, then why am I leaving in an orderly fashion <laughs> if there's no danger to any of us? The, the other part I enjoyed was that some people booed. We would like you to leave the fire chief. Boo! Shh! The Raptors were up by 30. I'd be booing, too. I'm like, this is great. Stop trying to get us out of here. This is the best game of the year. We're dominating. We're better when stuff is on fire. <laughs> right? Just leave the just leave it all on fire. It'll be great. So, 70-minute delay. And then they cut halftime in half, which they shouldn't have even had halftime. They should have just treated the 70-minute delay well, as halftime. Yeah, that's they didn't need halftime. Right. Which. On. Well, I like uh, hockey does this sometimes where if there's some sort of issue, like can be like a player injury or like some sort of equipment malfunction with like the boards or something. Hockey will occasionally like, oh, there's a minute 20 left. We'll just take the intermission now and we'll add a minute 20 on to the next period's clock. I think that's that's a fun way to do it. And that's especially in the regular season. We should probably have a little bit more of that because. You know what are we doing? We're going to take a seventy-minute delay, and then we're going to go, we're going to go to halftime right afterwards, even though it was seventy minutes long. It's kind of ridiculous to do that. So, 
more more leagues should do that. Uh, Ed, how do you feel about the Dodgers making a trade with the Padres? Yeah, they sent Matt Beatty. What's that about? Are you upset about this? Yes, oh, okay. I am. I don't want to give those guys anybody. Okay. He's going to be their left fielder now. He's starting. He's going to start for them. Uh, yes, of course. Because they're not as good as the Dodgers, and they needed a left fielder. Do you know who, who this minor leaguer, no. River Ryan, is? Never heard of the guy. I don't like people named River. River Ryan. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't like this trade at all. <laughs> Didn't you name one of your birds, River? I don't name birds at the house. Um <laughs> obviously. By the way, update there. Uh, oh, my, yeah. my, my the new bird is Mikey. <laughs> I'm just I'm just this, throwing that out there. This bird's had more names Wait, than Prince. Do, do you need to give Jared the full update here? Oh, the full update is we lost one, Jared. Yeah, so we went and got like, another one. It, it passed? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. In a way that, yeah, is not suitable for <laughs> radio. So they went and got another one. Got, got another one. Let's just say they got out. Let's just say they, for some reason, somehow, we did figure out how why they got out of the cage. There was a hole in the cage. There was. Someone, someone not me, put their seed in and failed to completely put down the uh, the latch there and... They're not the dumbest birds. They found a way They're to. Not uh, the dumbest birds. No, they found a way to uh, get out of there. So, uh, sadly, it was a sad day at the house. We lost one. So, had to get a uh, had to get a playmate for the uh, other one. So went and got one, and his name's Mikey. So Mikey and Milo. No, Milo was. Oh. Milo's no longer with us. Mikey and Maisie. Yes, Mikey and Maisie. Again, I we're going back to the same problem though. You're not sure if Maisie... Right. As Maisie gets older, supposedly... I know nothing about this, but my wife knows everything about this. The the nose, the beak part on a male will get a certain color as they get older. That's how you tell... You differentiate. Maisie's going the wrong color. <laughs> it might be... Next week, it might be Mikey and Marty. <laughs> so we don't know yet, but she's not very... Uh, she's not uh, very sure what's happening there. Um, just to let you know, River Ryan is a 22-year, a 23-year-old second baseman. He hit 308 in rookie ball last year for the Padres. I got you excited with that 308, and yeah. then I threw Ricky ball in there. Uh, he played at UNC Pembroke okay. in college. Ah, powerhouse. Uh, he just, th- can you just stop with UNC? He hit, no, no. I got to get the Pembroke in there. He hit 343 in four years in the Peach Belt Conference. Ah. I don't know what that is. I've never heard of the Peach Belt Conference. But why I'm why did the Dodgers make that trade? I don't know. And and why did they make the trade to the one team that they're supposedly going to challenge for the West with in terms of I mean, would Matt Beatty start? No, he's a, he's a uh he's a left-handed hitter off the bench. But I don't know why you made that trade. To what? To be nice to Matt Beatty because he's going to start with the Padres? I get maybe that's the reason. I mean, you're, you're trying being to be nice, nice to, Beatty, to the guy, but he wasn't going to make the team. Find a different team that he can start yes. for, not the Padres. Not even start for. Just find a different team you want to move him to. Because I'm not getting the sense here that this River Ryan guy is going to be a a, a major leaguer at any point. Well, like not I, not anytime soon. Like I'm not. Yeah. Like well, I'm just not getting the sense that like like if you're the Dodgers, right? You have a surplus of bats. Right. Matt right. Beatty's not going to start. Matt Beatty's not going to play a whole, especially with the DH. Now there's not even a chance to really pinch hit very much. Right. Like the Dodgers, the Dodgers probably shouldn't pinch hit the entire season if they're healthy. <laughs> That's probably what should happen here. So if you're on the Dodgers bench, you're not playing. So I understand why he would want to go somewhere. But if you're the Dodgers, you're trading him for just a minor leaguer. That's not going to maybe ever help do anything. Him. I don't know. I mean, they hit 308 and rookie ball. So maybe he's going to be good, but 
I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, I saw that, and I just I was. I don't know why they moved him to them. Like if you traded him to an American they really League like, team, unless they really like River. Yeah. Like if you'd send him to like an American League team, or at least NL Central in a right. not the team that's actually like I send hope... him to the Cardinals and say you need this guy more than you do Pulos. Yeah, I can't wait for Matt Beatty to hit like a walk off home oh, run to win the division. You know that's happening. <laughs> Trying and grooves a fastball. This guy jacks it out. Yeah, you know that's happening. All right, coming up next, Rod Woodson joins the show. This is the go right here. No, no, shut up. You're locked in the press box. <laughs> we do not have Rod Woodson at the moment. Hopefully we'll get Rod Woodson here before the show wraps up. Um, I have a question for you. Did you see the Seattle Seahawks last week had a media combine? No. Yes. They brought them in to learn how to uh, they deal with players? Brought, no, 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 no. Not media combine in that they brought the media and had them do combine events oh. like run a 40, do the broad jump. Okay. I don't know if they had right. bench press. That sounds like a liability, but like high jump, broad jump, 40 yard dash, all that. Uh, okay. So let me ask you this. Well, one, what's the point of that? To Just like fun. make fun of them? Just fun. Just, yeah. Come out and do the combine events. I would love to do it. Are you kidding me? Be great. Apparently, before I moved here, there used to be a media basketball game for UNLV basketball media. Yes. It hasn't happened since yeah. I've been here, but apparently that happened. Mike Ramallah has been trying to make it happen again because Mike Ramallah wants to have a media basketball game. So I've been trying to make it happen again, yeah. and I want there to be like sponsors, and I want it to be a round-robin tournament where everybody <laughs> drafts. So I would, I'd 100% be on board for doing a media combine, media pickup basketball, whatever it is. Yeah. It'd be great. Be fun. I didn't know this is a first I've ever heard of this. Media, so maybe, I, I maybe, have not heard of a media maybe combine. Maybe someone either. else will pick up on would, it. Would you participate in a media combine? Yeah, I'd go out there. Why not? Okay. Yeah, I'd go out there. It'd be great. Yeah. I'd want to see who the fastest media member is. <sighs> for the Raiders? Any, like, yeah, for Raiders, for anybody in Vegas. Sam Gordon. Is he fast? He's in shape. Okay. <laughs> well, it's only 40 yards. It's not that long. <laughs> Joining us now is Rod Woodson. Rod, thank you so much for coming on with us. Hi, Rod. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Yes. All right. I do want to ask you this question. We, we see Will Smith slap Chris Rock at the Oscars last night. What was the best locker room or practice fight that you saw? <laughs> um, probably what I was... When I was with the Ravens, um, they had a big brawl. Now, I don't know if you remember Orlando Brown Zeus. Uh, he came and he's a massive human being. He comes running down the field because there was a scuffle between the offensive line and defensive line, and he wasn't right there. And he came running down the field, and I just seen him do like a souffle. He went flying. He looked like Superman, <laughs> and he just. I think he clobbered like four guys. I was like, my <laughs> goodness, what the heck is going on? It's like WWE up in the chain right now. Was there anyone you played with that could have gotten away with just slapping someone else in the face the way Will Smith did last night with no retaliation from anybody? I'll tell you what. Chris Rock. Chris Rock had, he has a lot. That probably is the best individual who kept everything composed mm -hmm. and didn't retaliate, made another joke, 
tried to put light upon it and moved on. And um, I was, I at first thought it was a skit. Yeah. Like I, I think most people did. And everybody realized this dude is really serious right now. <laughs> like, like, uh, I, I think the person who could have got away with it is Greg Lloyd. Because Greg Lloyd's like a, he was a, you know, he's now, I think he's like fifth degree black belt. I think he would have been the guy that could have slapped somebody <laughs> and walked away and they were like, well, nothing I can do about that because he would beat me up if I did try to, <laughs> if I did try to fight him. <laughs> Rod Woodson with us. All right. So there is going to be a draft experience, the NFL draft that is here in Vegas that's going to be free. Uh, for the public to come out, one of the things that people are going to get to do is you'll get to run a 40-yard dash. Right now, how fast can Rod Woodson run the 40? Oh, I have no idea. I mean, it's like I'm not even breaking six seconds. <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to break six seconds. Why? <laughs> not unless I'm getting – if I'm getting chased by a dog, <laughs> that is completely different. <laughs> Why am I running fast anymore? I have no reason to move fast anymore. I have no, all the quick twitch in my body is gone. Would it's you like slow twitch? Rod, we uh, heard yesterday. We we're just talking before you came on. Uh, Seattle did a media combine where they, you know, they allowed beat writers and columnists and TV people and all the media to come out and actually do the combine. Would you have loved to seen that in your time to see some of those beat writers out there having to do the the uh, the broad jump and the forty and the uh, and the well, I don't know. Like Tyler said, the bench press that might have been libelous. I don't know if you put any in the media on a bench <laughs> no, press. Yeah, that, yeah, you have to get a waiver. You got to get a waiver for that. One. <laughs> you know, it, you know what's so funny is that you think because we're you know, I think I can play basketball. I think I can shoot pool. I think I could do, I think I'm a really good golfer. And then I start doing, it and I'm going, oh, I'm not that good. And I think so many weekend warriors, we all do that, right? We like, they look at it and go, I could do that. I could be in the NFL. I can, I am better than him. And then, you know, like you just talk about that virtual experience that the, that the NFL is having for the draft where you can run the 40. Well, you get to see now. You know, you're going against Tyreek Hill. Like, <laughs> you you think you're fast until you run against Tyreek Hill, and then you realize, yeah, I'm not that fast. <laughs> you know, so doing stuff like that and letting the fans just be aware of how good these guys are and how, you know, maybe they'll have – I would hope they would have a 40 for, like, Larry Allen. Larry <laughs> Allen was a massive human being. The dude was, like, 6'4", 6'5". 350 pounds, but he could run like a four six forty. It's crazy. And to see that much mass moving that fast is pretty scary. I think that's that's gotta be like from just a fan or a media perspective, that's probably the one that would put it into more perspective. Like we we know Tyreek Hill is like we know guys are fast, but to see <laughs> the size be that fast is what would be really stunning to be like, oh, that's why this sport is so difficult. Yeah, the, the, the best of the best of the best of the best of the best play in the National Football League. And I wrote a real quick rookie uh, clip. I, my first kick return, I'm coming down. I think we're playing against the New Orleans Saints. I get it. The hole opens up. Well, in college, when the hole opened up, it stayed open. <laughs> so I start running through the hole. That thing closed so quick. I got hit inside the ear. The ball went one way. I went the other way. Fumble. They get the ball back. They score. And I realize, hey, this is not college anymore. There's, 
all that stuff that opens is opens for a blip second and it closes. If you don't get through in that one split second, you do not score. How much did you enjoy or hate returning kicks in the NFL? Oh, I loved it because I couldn't, they wouldn't let me play offense because I played offense at Purdue. And when I came in league in Pittsburgh, they're like, they're going to play defense. That's it. And kick return. So kick return was my way of touching the football and having fun with it. And so that first play of offense, that's what a kick return is. That's your, you're the first play of the offensive drive. And so that I, I enjoyed that the whole time that I did it. Well, he is Rod Woodson. Rod, just want to say we appreciate you taking some time and joining us today. I appreciate you. And hopefully I'll see you guys out there at the uh, NFL Draft Experience. Yes, hopefully we will. So, Rod Woodson, thank you so much for Thanks, joining Rod. us. Uh, NFL Draft Experience, it is April 28th through the 30th. So same days as the draft. It'll start at noon on the first two days of the draft and then 8 a.m. on Saturday when round three is much earlier in the day. But, yeah, you can go out there. There'll be a 40-yard dash. You can get autographs signed. The Raiders Super Bowl trophies will be out there. So be a fun fun events to go I, to surrounding the draft. I love how he, sounded, uh, how he said, I don't even want to run a six-flat. <laughs> Which try. is true. What, what's, what's the point? Unless someone's paying you a lot of money, why would you? You just jog it. It's like, I, what, I want to pull a hamstring out here for you no gotta reason? you got to prove. I mean, he doesn't have to prove it. No, he doesn't have to. But that's why, like, if you and I did it, we got to prove it. Well, you got to like, prove it. And then you're fast. pulling the hamstring, and then it's like, wait, what, what was this for again? Why are we doing this? Do you know how great it would be if we had a media 40-time yeah, leaderboard? I was about to say, who's going to be the guy out there at, like, sh- little shit? Shorts, who's doing stretching beforehand? Who's like, I'm gonna put something Stretch, up today. Stretching like the calves and the <laughs> hamstrings and all that. I'll do that. I'm not and even fast, like, but I'll do that. Okay, well, I was just saying, like the rest of us are in jeans. Like, sure, <laughs> we're all doing it. I'll I'll dress up. I'll be ready to go. Not, we could I'm, have we could actually up on the well. There's not much space left on the whiteboard, but we could have like a uh, ticker up here. Like, yes. you know, who's 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 the fastest? Yes. We, need like a, we need a leaderboard. And it needs to happen every year so we can update it. That's right. right. Like the Rich New, Eisen. Yeah. Like Rich New, Eisen running it every year. New media members come in, some guys leave town. Like it's gonna it'd be great. You have a leaderboard every year. Dethrone the champ. It's a couple T V guys I think who do really well. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I mean you know who's, you know who's Chris real, Matthews. Yeah, I know. I do. <laughs> you know he's, real, he's moving. You know who's a real health nut because I sit next to him at every rate uh um VGK game as I'm eating gummy worms and he's eating spinach salads. Uh, every game is Vince Sapienza. Oh, I think, a health I think, nut. Yeah. Well, is he, he eats here, more salads but, than anyone I've ever seen this but guy. That, but here, but that's the question is like the speed part of it. Because like you, Sam Gordon, if we did like all these events or if whatever. If we did like bench press and stuff like that, like he would like destroy I imagine us. Sam Gordon's going to be at the very top of yeah, this. Yeah, he'll but destroy I, us. But is he fast? I don't know if he's I don't fast know if he's or fast. not. That's the part I don't that... Know. Who knows? Maybe some random guy is going to be the fastest one. It's going to be weird. Because Steve Cofield takes <laughs> off. <laughs> I just, for some reason, imagine Steve not pumping his arms while running. Just, just straight down just, by his side? No, just like up in his armpit. <laughs> Little like the Energizer Bunny. Okay, what would you be more surprised at? That a media member, let's see, what would be a good time? Like, I think, I think Eisen, was he in the high fours, low fives? I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing can't... anything under five and a half would be good for a media member. Okay. So what would you be more surprised at? More people go under five and a half or more people hurt themselves? <laughs> oh, people are hurting themselves. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's going to oh, be yeah. like... Yes, they are pulling up. They oh, are yes. pulling up lame. Oh, we, yeah. we are going to have more... Torn hamstrings. 25-yard dash.
If they got hurt, then we are yeah, five five. Exactly. We're gonna lower. see a lot of the we're gonna see a lot of what the cornerback does when they know they've got me. Oh, oh, pull it up. Yep. Oh, oh yep. I can't do it, guys. I think we'd see more injuries. All right. Here's a question. I don't know any actors, so you guys are gonna have to answer this. How many people could have walked up and slapped Chris Rock and literally nothing happened? Uh well, the two people that genuinely like comforted Will Smith after he went up and slapped Denzel the guy. Washington and Tyler Perry yeah, probably Tyler Perry. also yeah, could yeah. have walked up and slapped the crap out of. So you're saying if people who would have gone up and slapped him and he would have retaliated? No, See, I, I don't no, think I'm he saying, would have retaliated to anybody. I would against he, it. Well, well, I mean, I don't think not he even punch somebody. Not even back. Chris Rock. Like, yeah, I don't think Chris Rock's funny. But Will Smith walked up on stage, slapped a guy. And walked back to his seat, and no one did any. There was not even like, oh, a security guard needs to run over there and make sure nothing else. How about this? They said during the commercial break, they said during the commercial break that Tyler Perry and Denzel, Will Smith is crying, and they go over to console him. I'm like, who's consoling the guy who got hit? (laughs) Where did he go? I like you're consoling. Oh, my house last night. Oh. Was not good. I she just was so infuriated that either Chris Walk didn't press charges or nothing happened to Smith, or that the stories you hear was everyone was consoling him. Like, don't worry. Don't mad worry. about that? Very mad. Wow. She felt so bad for Chris Rock. She just felt so bad for him in that instance. That I don't, I don't think if you're Chris Rock, you 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 post or you press charges. I think you just I let think, it go. I think it makes it look so much worse if you press charge it. Yeah, You've got I, open no, hand slap. No, I didn't, I didn't, no, I don't think, I, yeah. I, I for a second, I never thought he would. Yeah. Did uh, your uh, uh, Brandy see Timothy Chalamet uh, on the red carpet? Not yet. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. I'm aware. He didn't have a shirt on he didn't for have half a shirt the time. On. So. <laughs> he had like a jacket, I think, but then the no yes, shirt underneath Yes, a blazer it. with no shirt underneath yeah. it. So uh, I don't you, believe she has seen it. You can get away is, with it. You can get away with it. Get away with it. Which is good for me that she hasn't <laughs> seen it yet, I think. I think that's good. So, yeah, he's there without a jacket. All right. <laughs> don't slap people in the face unless you're Will Smith. And then you'll get consoled by Denzel Washington, <laughs> you apparently. Get consoled. That's your prize.